Hello and welcome to this first industry podcast from Port Strachey and Greenport. And we're delighted to welcome as our first guest, Isabel Rickbost, Secretary General of the European Seaports Organisation, otherwise known as ESPO. Isabel, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> thank you. Um, I think probably the, the most important question that we all have at the moment is, is a case of where we're at in terms of the industry. So can you please give a very brief overview of where ports are now globally um, with regards to their environmental strategy compared to, say, five years ago? Um, yes, uh, I would say, first of all, globally, I, I would like to focus more on like Europe sports because I think this, these are the ports I, I, we represent in ESPO and I have a, a better knowledge or a better view on, let's say. So um, you know that in, you might know that we are since a couple of years uh, making every year an environmental report with uh, some indicators, uh, measuring in fact the, the uh, environmental performance of ports. And it's quite encouraging to see that the results are, 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 are getting more and more positive. I mean, we, we get more positive figures every year or indicators. We, we see, for instance, only the amount of, of um, uh, port certifications, like environmental certifications. We have our own per certificate that the numbers are going up. What does this mean a lot? Does this mean that the environment problems are solved no but it means that ports have environment on their agenda that they are very willing to to be very transparent to measure to monitor we see for instance that uh, on on the monitoring of air quality for instance in in 2013 half of the ports were, were uh, monitoring that the air quality in the port now see that it's more than seven uh, on ten ports are uh, monitoring air quality. Um, so what we um, what we also see that is the 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 environment is really a, a red line, and and all the, the the most important environmental concerns are a red line uh, in the strategies of the port and also in the, the investments of the port. Uh, we see a lot of uh, port sustainability reports and so on. So it's really this greening is on top of things and that you see and, and more and more. And maybe finally, um, when I started in, in ESPO in 2013, there was something like, because you know, a port managing body, uh, is a place or a port is a place where a lot of emissions are coming together but the port managing body is not the source of the emissions but I mean they are the managers of the land and so on so but they cannot always steer the greening of all the, the stakeholders and I, I remember that in the beginning that I was in ESPO it was very um, how would I say Ports were very, very much reluctant to say something about the, the environmental performance of the stakeholders, about saying something maybe that, that shipping should be become greener and so on. This was something they didn't want to say. And I've seen that over the years that, that now ports are saying, yeah, but you know, everyone has to green, everyone has to, to, to play its role. So greening, uh, shipping has also to green. So, and that they have 
they are very much uh, caring about their customers and so on, but they say, yeah, customers are not, you know, everyone should play its role. So that is also something that I have seen evolving over the years. That's great. So making real progress. That's really, that's really good. To <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, my next question is, is obviously going to be along the same lines. I mean, obviously, we've all faced a very, very tough 16, 17 months um, in Europe and all around the world. Um, what about the pandemic? How much do you think this has affected the speed um, as to which green strategy is, is being embraced and adopted by, by ports and terminals? Um, yeah, the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic and environment, there is no direct link in a way, but maybe. Uh, I mean, the, the, the pandemic has really been a, a stress test for ports. Yeah. For everyone, probably, but certainly also for ports. And but it has also been because I must say that, and I, I'm quite proud representing the European ports, that that the ports have passed the distress test, and that it has unfortunately, I mean it's in unfortunate circumstances, but it has been a quite unique moment to, to show the critical strategic reports. And we have seen that ports have demonstrated a lot of agility, resilience, uh, they, they often served as a buffer if there has been, the, you know, with the disruption in the, and the still going on disruption in the supply chains. Um, but the ports have also done, of course, made a lot of costs to remain open, I mean, to be, to, to have this agility and resilience. And on the income side, in the beginning of the crisis, I remember that they, they also was a bit encouraged or pushed by, by Europe, have been giving sometimes rebates or payment ease to, to terminals, to shipping lines. So this has not made the, 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 the financial arm I must say, of the, of the ports bigger, even if they are, you know, 24 seven busy. Um, so, um, the, the, the strategy um, to green the port is still there and has not moved. And that we see. We also see in how, how people have continued to, to, to submit their papers to be certified. So this has not moved. Uh, but what we now have to see is, is if we talk about greening, because that is always the case, greening the port. What is it? What is the port? What is the port? The port is, in fact, many stakeholders, many, many entities. Uh, it's a whole port ecosystem. And if we speak about greening the port, it's not only the port managing body. Um, we, if we, for instance, look at now the, the, the greening of the shipping sector, it's clear that a lot of these investments will have to be done on the land side. Um, but it's not always the port managing body who has to do alone these investments, but they will have to facilitate it. And, and in some cases also finance, co-finance it. And there, this is a difficult issue because it's often about investments where you do not have a return on investment or only a slow return on investment. Luckily, we have the, the recovery plans, the recovery money, the, the European money that will be given to the member states to, to and their um, greening will be, and certainly climate investments will be a red line in all these budget lines. So we hope that there we, we for ports there will be a, a um, 
uh, an important part uh, of the cake, let's say, um, because the, 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 there are these investments, but also by making the link, if you will speak about green and recovery, green recovery, just that they recognize the, the, the strategic role that ports have been playing during the crisis and that they are these engines of growth, but if you want to grow, you have to grow in a sustainable way. So you will have to rebuild in a better way uh, and, and rebuild green so that they will need uh, this money. So I think with those two things, if they get the support for that, that uh, we hope that there will no, no mm, uh, that the speed will be uh, not uh, slowed down, let's say. Definitely. I think um, along along those lines and talking about recovery plans and, and financing, Isabel, where do you feel that the focus will be for ports and terminals and indeed their, their stakeholders over the next five to ten years um, on the environmental um, lines, along the environmental lines? Yeah, I am Anne-Marie. I don't have to, to tell you about Green Deal, Fit for 55, mm -hmm. but Green Deal, this big ambition of Europe to become the, the first zero uh, net zero continent uh, by 2050, and then this package Fit for 55 to reduce emissions uh, uh, by 55% in 2030, a package proposals. And let's be clear, these are only proposals that need to pass the, the parliament and, and the council, so the, the, the ministers of the member states. But these are ambitious proposals and, and our proposals in the, if we look at our sector, with very concrete measures for to green the shipping sector. And, and this is important, this is a priority. We also are not discussing any of the ambitions, uh, but this will be how to do it will be an important thing because if we talk about greening of shipping, as I said, the investments will be on the land side. So uh, a lot of investments in the port area. Um, so this will be certainly how we, 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 we uh, make it more concrete. What do we, how these provisions, this legislation has to look like, uh, like and how ports have to prepare for that. That will be a, a very important uh, aspect of our work and of the, the efforts of the port. But at the same time, there is also the whole discussion or the whole issue that you see that, that ports are not only part of the, the, the problem, but in a way also part of the solution. And then I am talking about the business side of the port. Uh, we know that that's, um, classically uh, around 40% of what is coming in or out of a port in Europe is uh, our sources of energy, yeah? coal, oil, and so on, so the fossil ones mainly at the moment. Uh, but ports have so traditionally always been playing an important role in the supply of energy in some way or another. And we see that they will be able to, some are already, but, uh, but a lot will be able to become equally important as hubs of clean energy. We speak about offshore hydrogen, uh, circular economy. So this will be the other thing is to prepare for that role. Because if we talk about being an oil port and you become a hydrogen port or you become an offshore wind port, this is a complete other story. And it's not about just green investments. It's you have an impact on your infrastructure. You have an impact 
on your hinterland connectivities, on your, on your maritime connectivities, because the new sources of energy won't have the same sources or let's say uh, origins and so on as, as the new sources of energy. We will also, as ports, will have to prepare to, to, to be a lot more knowledgeable of what is needed uh, in terms of skills, in terms of expertise in the port. So more energy skills, more, um, what 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 will be the the, the what will be the, the the energy picture in the future? So you will need this analysis analysts in your port to look at that and to to see clear in that because it's a very moving target. At the same time, you you will have to 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 work with new partners, port managing bodies. The the stakeholders are now determined the whole all the logistic stakeholders. But energy stakeholders will become the new the new partners and new stakeholders for the port. So that is, is also an important thing. And finally, I think if we look at, if you say what will be the focus, I think revamp port city relations will also be part of that and very much lead to that. We have seen in our uh, work in ESPO and with ECOPORTS that already for years, probably already for the decade, air quality is the number one environmental concern of, of Europe's ports. So an air quality, if we speak about air quality, you directly also come to the, to the citizen, you know, the citizen in and around the port. And, um, it will be, I think, important to, to, to rebuild this relation. Ports over the last decades have done a lot, but it's time also for the citizen to see that the ports are changing and that the ports are taking up roles that can help the greening and that they are part of the solution. To, to be a bit, um, you know, to, to, to understand that the port of the future is maybe going back to the port of the past. I'll explain myself. In the in beginning, the ports, the cities have settled themselves near the ports because this was the source of, of, um, of trade, the goods came in through the ports and so on. So these were uh, sources of welfare. And I think nowadays with, with the role that ports can play in, in bringing sustainable energy to the cities and so on, they can again play a, a prime role. And, and, and the, ideally it would be that, that you say, you, you have citizens again saying, I, I am proud to have a port in my backyard. Uh, not, in, the not in my backyard should become, I am proud to have this port in my backyard. Absolutely, I, I, com I completely, I completely get that. That's certainly what we should be working towards. Absolutely, and with regards to building these these ports of the the future, um, Isabel, how will Espo obviously continue to support um, the work of ports and terminals to to meet these challenges and become these ports of the future that we're talking about here? Yeah, I think the, the, the first work is, is done by, by, by our members, by the ports. I mean, uh, I see and every time I go and, see, and visit a port in Europe, I, I see what they do, what, what efforts do they do to, 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 to step up the greening and so on. So I, I think it, this is really, a, and it's not only the big ports, it's not only the, the ports in the north, in the south, or whatever, in a certain region, it's everywhere. So that, I think, it's first the, 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 
to look at these sports and maybe we as ESPO have to, to then just pass this message to, to everyone and say, you know, these sports are, are working on it. Um, but we, you know, that since years already, and, and if we look at the origin of ESPO, it's, it's environment, the environmental initiatives that have been the, the first initiatives that were taken by, by ESPO members together. And we have this um, Ecoports network that is uh, almost uh, 25 years young or old, as you see it. Yep. And which is really, I think, a very valuable uh, network of ports from ports to ports uh, with a lot of bottom up work, a lot of expertise between uh, and willingness instead uh, between uh, ports to learn from each other. And then with, of course, the, the, this instrument to have this uh, certification, your, your environmental certification of your port. Uh, we see that the, the per certificate is gaining in interest and importance. Um, so that it's mentioned by, by different other institutions and so on. Also, even the commission has mentioned it in, in their documents. Um, what we also recently did is, is make a new green guide. It's not the first one. Uh, we have, ESPO has developed different green guides, but the greening is developing. I mean, the green concerns, the environmental concerns are changing. So the context is changing, ports are changing. So if you want to, to, to be a state of the art, you have to now and then make a green guide. It's a very uh, real manual um, with a vision, ambitions, tools. It tries to, 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 to help really every port in Europe on its uh, greening path. Um, ports are very diverse, so we, we cannot say you do A, B, C and that's it. Yeah. The story will be different for every port, but it's true that with the tools and certainly with now the annex that we have uh, online, so we have an annex to the green guide and we have that online on our website with now already, I think almost 80 uh, good green practices in different areas where ports can really learn from each other. And um, I think that's very important. All the, the, these platforms, all these, um, even, you know, the, 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 the green port conference, um, so the port strategy, because we need to 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 uh, exchange and to to learn uh, the whole climate uh, problem. Let's say is it's not a new problem, but the solutions are are, are every every day you you read something else about the solution, yeah. how to cope with that, and so on. So it's exceeding the 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 the, the power or the the. Um, how would I say the what one port can do? So you need to build alliances. You need to learn from each other and and to to and and to see what, what you know to exchange. And therefore, these platforms are all very important. And then at the same time, of course, because our our main work here in ESPO is uh, to to work with the legislation to to see that the legislative framework is a workable framework. Um, so, as I said, with the Fit for 55, we are not discussing the, the why do we need that or why is there this ambition, we support the ambitions, but it's very important how these ambitions are reached. Uh, it must be something workable, we do not want 
false solutions or like check boxes, but with no delivery in emission reduction. So that is now our role for the next year, at least, yeah. I think, to, to, to analyze these proposals and see how we can uh, optimize them. Absolutely. And I should just say that at the end of this podcast, we, we're going to um, mention some more links to the ESPO Green Guide um, and to the EcoPorts network as well, Isabel. So thank you oh, very thank much you. for that. Um, just as, as a final as a final conclusion, I guess, um, and a bit of a take home message for the, the people that are listening into this, this podcast. Can you please impart some words of hope and wisdom, Isabel, um, and optimism oh. for the future <laughs> and for our industry. It's been a very challenging um, nearly two years now. So do you have some some words of optimism you can you can lend to the the industry for us? Well, I'm an optimist person. So when yeah. I mean, I think, there is, <laughs> I think we, we see if we now see um, if I see the results of our environmental reports, if I see what the ports are all doing, if I see the, the, the resilience and, and we have a after COVID and we have in, in Dutch uh, an important, I think, a, a word for resilience that is very um, a very explicative, you know, it says, because it says that the power of a feather, in fact, and a feather, you bow it, but you leave it and it, it comes again, it comes back again. And, and, and this is, we call, that's our word for resilience. And I think this is exactly what we see with different crises, that it's, it's difficult for everyone, but, but where there are people, there is there is resilience. There is this this kind of this feather that you know you can bow it. It can be bowed so under pressure, but yep. it comes back and you and you you become stronger even. And I think we we have to where there is people, there will be solutions. And I think I see a lot of willingness uh, in the sector. Um, maybe to, as an end uh, note, uh, last week I was in uh, Albania, in the Western Balkan for the first time. Wow. These countries are, are preparing for uh, becoming a member of uh, the European Union. Um, and we see in the region so much willingness to also uh, progress to be part of the Union, but not just to be part of the union, but really to exchange and to progress also in environmental management, in being part of networks. Um, and so this is something that you see there. And these are also countries that have uh, had a very difficult past. And, and But you see a lot of resilience and where there is resilience, I think also in, in on environmental issues, we, we are working probably on a cleaner, hopefully a cleaner world and maybe happier world. And, and yeah, I think that we can match uh, the classical thing of economy and ecology and, uh, and greening. I think this must be possible. That's excellent. That's going to be music to a lot of our, our listeners' ears, I think, Isabel. So thank you ever so much um, for your time and for talking to, to Greenport and Port Strategy today. And hopefully um, we'll look forward to, to doing another podcast again, hopefully in the future, Isabel. Thank you, Anna-Marie, and thank you again for all this uh, support. <laughs> that was Isabel Rickbost there talking to Greenport and Port Strategy about the current state of the industry in terms of green strategy. Um, thank you very, very much there to Isabel for her time. 
All of the information that we've spoken about with regards to the ESPO Ecoports Network and the ESPO Green Guide are available on the ESPO website, which is www.espo.be. Thank you for listening.